Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Michael on Twitter. Back solo, but just for a minute here, reached out to good friend of the show, Jake Wimberly, host of the Afternoon Drive on ESPN Radio out of Jackson, Mississippi. Going to do a little deep dive here on Zach Arnett's Mississippi State coaching staff. You know, when that thing came together, there was bowl games, there was recruiting, there was transfer portal. It was just one thing after another. Now that we've slowed down, news is hard to come by. I thought it would you know, maybe take a little bit of a deep dive here. Very impressed by this Mississippi State coaching staff that Zach Arnett has put together. And we're going to do the same thing with another guest on the next episode, breaking down Hugh Freeze's Auburn staff. So the two new staffs there in the SEC, I know those fan bases will enjoy those episodes. And I hope the rest of you for around the SEC get a little something for that. But before we get to the interview, this is something that caught my eye while I was away on vacation. Made a little mental note of it. Players invited to the upcoming NFL scouting combine. Now, of course, this is, I believe they do it in Indianapolis every year. You know, they test these players mentally and physically. The entire NFL descends on Indianapolis for this event to weigh the players, measure them, test them, and on and on and on. No surprise, though, at the very top of the list, Alabama leads the way with 13 players headed to the NFL combine. That's I mean, that's the case almost every year. Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia, which is second this season with 12. It's Alabama and Georgia leading the way. Again, no surprise. That's not really what I wanted to highlight. The next tier down, there are four teams that are sending nine players to the NFL Combine. LSU just won the West. Huge surprise season there, Brian Kelly. Michigan, college football playoff. TCU. Stunning made a move all the way to the college football playoff. And then how about this? The Florida Gators also sending nine players to the NFL Combine. Again, that's the tied for the third most of anybody in the country. And just look at the teams behind them. I mean, at eight, we got Clemson and Ohio State. So essentially, I've just listed off seven of the most successful programs in college football last season and Florida. <laughs> and the reason I highlight this, I mean, I, this is the offseason. Try not to look too far in the rearview mirror, looking ahead, promise, everyone's getting excited. But this is somewhat of a damning indictment, I think, on Billy Napier, as if he needed any more losing to Vanderbilt at the tail end of the season. But when you've got the third most players headed to the NFL Combine, and I realize nine players don't make a football team, but when you potentially have nine to ten players that can make an NFL roster and you put that product on the field, I don't know. I mean, it's questionable. And again, we're not, not trying to run Billy Napier off. Hell, he had the best win of opening weekend, beating Utah. I mean, that was a hell of a performance, but... I don't know. This has really caught my eye. And and again, nine players don't make a team. You have to have competitive depth that Florida didn't have. But perhaps Dan Mullen did not leave the cupboard as bare 
as some would make you believe. I mean, again, nine players headed to the draft. Anthony Richardson, I would not draft him in the first round, but he's getting first-round buzz for what that's worth. Probably worth nothing here in mid-February, but if he is a huge star in the NFL, which is a huge if, that also is not going to look great for Billy Napier. And in fairness, it's not going to look too great on Dan Mullen, who played Emory Jones over Anthony Richardson that final year. But I just wanted to point to that. I mean, you got teams like Tennessee at seven. Great season. Auburn, ugh, they're at six. No, no wonder they ran off Brian Harson. Arkansas, Ole Miss, South Carolina, all at five. So this list gives you an indication of how much talent these teams had to work with. And more often than not, you went on the field because you got elite talent. But it just certainly was not the case for the Florida Gators year one under Billy Napier. All right, that's enough Billy Napier bashing. I swear, I, I was not meaning that to just be a bashing on Billy Napier, but it, it's worth paying attention to, I really do think. He'll have to have a nice rebound year, year two in Gainesville. But let's kick it over to our interview with Jake Wimberly, host of the Afternoon Drive on ESPN Radio out of Jackson, Mississippi. Hey, well, we're pleased to once again be joined by the man himself, Jake Wimberly. You know him, program director down there at ESPN 105.9 and host of the Afternoon Drive out of Jackson, Mississippi. Jake, how you doing, my friend? Michael, I'm doing good. Uh, February, signing day is over, and, you know, we'll I spring practice. And I know it seems like the uh, season for 2023 is, is way out in the distance, but as we know, that, that thing will sneak up, us, sneak up on us before we know it. So uh, we're doing good. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, so I'm doing a deep dive here on the Mississippi State coaching staff. That's why I really wanted to have you on for your insight into the program. But uh, before we go there, just one thing, just because it's such a hot topic right now, with uh, Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC a year earlier, everybody during the offseason, we got to talk about the uh, the scheduling format, and and we don't know how that's exactly going to play out, but it, it certainly looks like it's going to be three permanent rivals with the rest of the schedule rotating. So I just got to ask you that, Jake. Who do you think Mississippi State, if you if if they asked Jake Wibberley, they, they gave you a call and said, who's the three Mississippi State has to play every year? What, what three are you going with? You know, and I love this topic, and this will be something, like you said, we'll debate until the, you know, official word comes out of the Southeastern Conference office. But uh, obviously you got to keep Ole Miss on there, the, the annual game uh, for the Egg Bowl. I, I think, and, and some may disagree, I think Kentucky needs to stay. That has become to, become a, a pretty good rivalry between the two, East-West format, Mississippi State and Kentucky. Um, you know, they've been playing, uh, you know, crossover since 1992. And then if I'm going to go – a third, probably LSU, uh, just because of the, you know, LSU or Auburn, we'll, we'll, we'll lean LSU. Um, you know, some may say Alabama, but that's really not even a rival game. I mean, Alabama has dominated Mississippi State. Um, I know that, they, you know, teams don't typically run from other ones, but I think if they could get them on a rotator, I think they would. So I'm going to go just for fun, Ole Miss, Kentucky, and LSU. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, Jake, because I'm getting significant blowback for saying Alabama, Mississippi State. So I, I'll I'll lead on you on that one. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's get, let's get into this. Zach Arnett, his first coaching staff down here at Mississippi State, um, and, and I think everybody wants to talk about the offense. So let's start there. Kevin Barbet, of course, the uh, the Appalachian State offensive coordinator. Uh, what can you tell 
us about him? What, what have you learned since the time he's been hired there in Starkville? Well, we learned a lot, uh, actually, and I think I think people are going to continue to learn a lot. And, and anybody that kind of had the thought process that Zach Arnett was probably going to try to rock and fire with the same type of offense Mike Leach ran was was probably going to be wrong because, I mean, let's let's be honest. Mike Leach did a wonderful job with the air raid, but he was the only guy really running the true air raid from you know from way back. The air raid concepts. If you look at, at Tennessee and Josh Heupel, and you look at Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma and USC and, and go to Sonny Dykes and go down that Mike Leach tree, they all have, have put their twist and turns on the air raid uh, to make it their own offense. And, of course, you know, now we talk air raid, you get into concepts. It's mainly throwing concepts. So, I, I you know, pitch and catch concepts. I, I don't think anybody uh, felt like Zach Arnett was going to stay in that mold. And, and you knew early because the, the Kendall Browse uh, flirtation was absolutely real. Uh, that, that Zach Arnett wanted to put his own stamp on this offense, not necessarily change it 180 degrees and go the opposite way and, and, and make it maybe a you know a power run game or a under center type deal, but he definitely wanted to change it. So one of the things that you look about Kevin Barbe is if you look at it, just his track record at Appalachian State and some time he spent in the in the in the um, in the MAC, uh, in, in you know when he was coaching him in the old Maxon game there is, you know, he likes to run a lot of 11 personnel, a lot of 12 personnel, which would be, you know, typically a tight end, you know, two tight ends in a back or two backs in a tight end or a flex. So he likes to throw the ball, uh, but he likes to, to run the ball too. And he likes to, you know, hand it off on a power run game and, you know, out of the shotgun. And we've seen anybody that's watched Sunbelt football, watched Appalachian State, they have, have kind of been built like that through several coordinators. So, you know, I think this offense is obviously going to change. Uh, Mississippi State already picked up one tight end in the transfer portal. Uh, got word before I went on vacation that they're looking at, a, at another guy in the transfer portal, a pretty pretty nice tight end that they would love to get on campus. So, you know, Will Rogers is still going to throw the football. Uh, Mississippi State's going to, you know, run the football. And, you know, I think if you're looking at just, you know, for simple numbers, a 60-40 split pass-to-run ratio, now that's a big jump in the run game, but I, I think anything that Mississippi State did moving, you know, post Mike Leach offense was going to be a big jump. So, uh, you know, I would expect the run game to to increase, but not not extremely drastic. Um, you'll probably see some ball games where if Mississippi State's you know rocking and firing in the run game, they'll probably lean on that more. But I, I think what you're going to see is is more tight end use in the offense, uh, more big plays down the field in the offense, and then of course they'll lean on those lean on those running backs as well. So, I, you know, sixty forty is kind of the numbers that I've I've been able to carve out for Barbe over the last three or four years. I'm glad you referenced uh, the tight ends because that's that's basically been a non-existent position down there at Mississippi State, uh, not only under Mike Leach but uh, under Joe Moorhead as well. So it, it's interesting they're doing that. They've added Mike Wright, the athlete, uh, quarterback, true dual threat from Vanderbilt, and I believe uh, his name is Parsons, the true freshman from Nashville. He's he's also kind of a dual threat. Does that give you any indication that? Uh, Certainly not suggesting that Will Rogers' job is is you know up for grabs because he's undoubtedly one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. But could you see maybe the life after Will Rogers? We want a little bit more of a mobile threat under center in, in Mississippi State's offense. Yeah, I think I think you could probably nailed it right there. I know that you know one of the first people, actually the first person that Barbie met with was Will Rogers as far as players is concerned, and had a really good visit and conversation with Will Rogers, a lengthy one at that. Um, Will Rogers isn't going anywhere. There were some rumors about him hitting the transfer portal. Uh, that's not going to happen. He will be Mississippi State's quarterback uh, in 2023. But I think you are right. Moving forward, 
uh, you know, the Vanderbilt quarterback coming in, he'll have an opportunity to to be the backup there, maybe even grab a red shirt. Uh, the freshman that's coming in, he's a little more, you know, uh, mobile quarterback. So I think, you know, Will Rogers will do a really good job in this offense. But I think moving forward, I think you will see more of a mobile-friendly uh, quarterback type of offense, uh, one where you can, you know, have a guy that can pick them up and put them down, get you a first down if they need to with their feet. Obviously, that's not Will's game. Um, but I think that is exactly what's going to happen. Will Rogers this year and then a little bit more mobile quarterback moving forward. And what's your thoughts, Jake, on uh, Zach Arnett being able to bring back Chad Bumpus back to Mississippi State? I believe he's the all-time leading receiver. He's going to be the receiver's coach. Left a very, very good Utah program to come back to the state of Mississippi. Uh, how impressed were you with that hire? Extremely. Chad is a super good guy, uh, very cerebral guy. As you mentioned, uh, you know, one of the best receivers ever to come through Mississippi State when you start talking names like Eric Moulds and Chad Bumpus. I mean, they're going to be right there at the top and, and, and several others. But when you look at what Chad did, I mean, Chad was an unbelievable player in the Southeastern Conference and then went on to play, you know, at the next level a little bit and, and, and dabbled in that, ultimately turned to coaching. And I think that was a great move for him. Um, Chad was so instrumental for Mississippi State as a player. A lot of people may not remember this. Uh, but Dan Mullen, when he came in, he had four scholarship-wide receivers uh, in 2009 when he took over for Sylvester Croom. One of those was Chad Bumpus. Uh, and so so much of the fact, the very first play against Jackson State in Mullen's career at Mississippi State, he let Chad Bumpus throw a uh, reverse pass just to show, hey, we're going to open this thing up. We're going to throw it a little more. We're going we're gonna to do things a little differently. But all I have to say, Chad did a really good job out at Utah. He knows the state of Mississippi. He knows that university. Um, he's a savvy recruiter and I, th- I think that is a fantastic hire uh one that several people you know around that program have wanted have wanted chad back in that program for, for quite quite some time now how about the uh the hire the offensive line coach will friend who's been all over the sec he's been at auburn tennessee georgia um i, I believe a couple others but uh, based on his track record i mean you anticipate a power scheme running attack here kind of goes to what you're saying that uh, Mississippi State will certainly run the ball a lot more. Uh, what What are your thoughts on Will Friend getting hired? Yeah, Friend, I think is another good good hire. And you know, talking through these coaches, I think that's one of the things that Zach Arnett has done. And and I've, I've said this uh, time and again about coaches, and this is just my personal belief: is you've got coaches that are micromanagers, and then you've got coaches that are facilitators, and you know, kind of CEOs that let their coaches coach. Obviously, you know, you can go around the SEC and you can kind of put guys in boxes, but. Um, Arnett has done a really good job of finding guys, I think, to fit what he wants them to do and then to let them coach. And Will Friend is a guy, as you mentioned, he's been involved in, in several SEC programs. And, and, you know, people tend to forget this, too. When Mike Leach took over, they had to change the blocking scheme because the splits are a little bit more on the offensive front. Offensive linemen are pretty much on an island. Um, it's kind of almost like post-play in basketball. Uh, it, it's a very different style. To bring Friend in, yes, that, that's going to be a probably, you know, bring the splits back in a little bit. Let's do some power run game. Let's also, obviously, you got to be able to pass block. So I, I think with his experience, he knows what this league has on, on the defensive side of the football, on the defensive line, and what to look for in offensive linemen and to how to scheme it. And two other guys I wanted to ask you about, Jake. Tony Hughes staying on staff, switching from, from defense to offense, and the return of Greg Knox, who was on staff with Dan Mullen. He, I believe he was the interim coach when Dan Mullen left. I believe he was the interim coach when Dan Mullen got fired at Florida. So uh, these are two veterans to the Mississippi State program. They know the the state like the back of their hand with the recruiting wars. Uh, what does it say about Zach Arnett that he sees the importance in these guys? And 
And, you know, I, I think Lane Kiffin is one hell of a coach. I really do. But I th- certainly I think it's fair to say, you know, high school recruiting is not his strength. Whereas with these moves, it seems to me like Zach Arnett is planting a flag in the state of Mississippi saying, hey, I'm going to have two of the best recruiters in the uh, in the state on my staff. Well, you mentioned Greg Knox. I mean, I believe he's 1-0. Uh, at least he was at Mississippi State. You're right. He, he took over for Dan Mullen when he left for Florida, and they beat Lamar Jackson in a bowl, in a bowl game. Um, and, look, Greg is one, as you referenced. He knows the state of Mississippi. He knows that program. And, and you kind of see a pattern here forming uh, with these coaches, guys that know the state of Mississippi, guys that know the Southeastern Conference, guys that are familiar with Mississippi State University. It's almost like a checklist. And, look, Greg Knox has done a fantastic job wherever he's been. I think that's a heck of an asset. He knows the running game extremely well. He knows what he wants in the SEC running backs. And, you know, when you're talking also about Tony Hughes, a guy that's been literally at every school in the state of Mississippi, and, and I know Tony, uh, you know, personally, super really good guy, savvy guy. Uh, his son is a uh, football coach at Brandon High School. He's a position coach, defensive back coach, Jay Hughes. Um, really good football family, really good people. And Tony knows how to recruit. He knows how to get indoors. He knows how to talk to players. And, and he both of those guys are going to do a great job. And you, you referenced the state of Mississippi and about planting a flag. You know, recruiting, and I was talking with um, David Johnson about this, who covers recruiting for uh, Ole Miss on 247sports.com a few weeks back. You know, it's, it's not like it used to be in that you would have, you know, boundaries. So, for instance, you know, Mississippi State, Ole Miss are going to battle for just about everybody in state. LSU is going to clean up the state of Louisiana and go down the line. We've seen Alabama be able to go in and grab guys out of Louisiana and, and vice versa. But a lot of guys have left the state of Mississippi um, over the last several years that have been high-impact players. Now, that's going to be the, the, the task for the Knoxes and for the Tony Hughes and the Will Friends and the Chad Bumpuses of the world. When you look at guys um, you know, uh, like the Kobe Dean who left and went to Georgia, that obviously was a fantastic move for Dean. That was a fantastic move for Georgia. He's now in the National Football League. Um, you look at um, you know, the young running back from Germantown High School who's now over uh, at Georgia. He's, he's probably going to be a pro as well. But then you look at guys like uh, it would have been interesting to see if the staff would have been put together a year earlier. Dante Dowdell out of Picayune High School down on the coast of Mississippi, he chooses Oregon. And, look, this guy had a chance to call his state championship game this year. Legitimate, big SEC type running back. Alabama came at him late. Um, runs really hard. I hate to, I hate to always box people into to professional athletes, but runs a lot like Derrick Henry. Built real big, tall. Could it, could they have salvaged him and gotten him to Mississippi State? So, you know, the state of Mississippi doesn't have, as we know, the the number of athletes. If you're recruiting Georgia, if you're recruiting the Carolinas or Texas or Florida, but there's some really good ones in here, and that's going to be the task is to try to fend off. Um, not only Lane Kiffin, but try to fend off the Bamas, the Texas A&Ms who's coming in here and grabbing a couple as well. So um, a lot of the bigger schools in the Southeastern Conference have cherry-picked this state over the last several years. And the last guy I wanted to ask you about, Jake, David Turner, the defensive line coach, back again. I believe this is his third time as Mississippi State's defensive line coach. He's another one that's been all over the SEC. Uh, I believe he followed Dan Mullen to Florida. In 2020, his Florida D-line led the uh, SEC in sacks. Uh, all, Zach Arnett calls Mississippi State D-line U, and, and for good reason, all the, the great players that have come through there. And David Turner has either coached or recruited about every good one that's come through there. Uh, what, what do you think that says about Zach Arnett's defense uh, that he's bringing back David Turner? And, and could we see a little bit more four-man front potentially 
with uh, with a guy like David Turner running the defensive line? Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons, Fletcher Cox, just to name a few. Yeah, and look, those are those are those are generational type players that have come through the state of Mississippi. I don't know, um, you know, Akeem Otis, uh, who is over at Alabama now. You've got uh, McKinley Boykin, who's at Texas A and M. Those are the the most recent two that have come out of the state. But again, they've gone to other places. But yeah, I think David Turner is a fantastic coach, and I think Mississippi State fans will be happy if he did five tours of duty, so to speak, at Mississippi State because he's done such a wonderful job. But, yeah, you know, Mississippi State's D-line, that, that, they were a nice line last year, but then you kind of look down that, that depth chart and say, okay, wait a minute, this thing's starting to get a little thin. Um, the coverage's starting to get a little bare. The water's starting to dry up. So David Turner, and, you know, for whatever reason that happened, that's, that's nobody's fault of it, you know, of its own. But David Turner, I think, will help replenish that, and you're right. I think you could see – uh, you know, a return back to some four-man front, depending on down-and-distance scenarios. And what Zach Arnett has done, obviously a fantastic defensive coach in his own right, is promoted from within a guy that he trusts uh, to run his defense, bringing in guys, um, you know, like a Tony Hughes uh, that couldn't go one side of the ball or the other, bringing in David Turner, guys that are experienced, that you don't have to wonder how are they going to coach on Saturdays in the Southeastern Conference? How are they going to recruit to Mississippi State to be ready for Saturdays in the Southeastern Conference. So I, I think Zach Garnett has nailed it with all of these guys. All right, Jake, I can't thank you enough for joining the show. Everybody give Jake a follow at Jake Wim on the Twitter machine. Check out the afternoon drive three to six every day, ESPN 105.9. Thank you, my friend. And uh, you got anything to plug before you hop off the line? No, not really. Just, uh, yeah, back in the saddle after a, a lengthy vacation. Uh, got my fill on uh, cheer championships down in Orlando this past week. Uh, boy, what a spectacle, Mike, that is. <laughs> Let me just tell you. But, I mean, some wonderful athletes and a, a great job they do down at uh, the ESPN zone down there at Orlando. But, yeah, on Twitter at Jake Wim, uh, working on numbers for the hourglass uh, for projection models. That'll be out probably in the next eight weeks. Uh, as you know, Michael, that that's, that's a bear. You, you do all this stuff, too. So just trying to – really see how the puzzles are, are fitting together for the 2023 season. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to see it and, and have you back on to discuss all that. But uh, thank you so much, Jake, and we'll catch you on the next one. All right, Michael. Thank you so much. All right, so just want to say thanks again, Jake, for joining the show. Really appreciate that insight on the Mississippi State coaching staff. And I got a couple other figures here I wanted to throw at you guys, but uh, – you know, this Kevin Barbet honestly was not on my radar till he was hired by Mississippi State, but, man, he was at App State last season. Of course, they knocked off Texas A&M in College Station. He was at worked for us, uh, Jim McElwain at Central Michigan 2021. I believe they won their division, may have even won their conference. And then the following season, they just fell damn apart. And Jim McElwain, you may have seen the famous – Message board post. I mean, he literally went on the message board and says, we're going to fix this thing. Kevin Barbet may have been instrumental up there at Central Michigan, just throwing that out there. And our buddy Dave Bar 2 CFB Matrix, does an outstanding job. He does a, I think he does a better job than anybody. Him and the CFB professor Adam McClintock, they work together to help programs make coaching hires, identify and pick the right guys. According to Dave Bar 2, Barbe ranks number one among all active FBS offensive coordinators in career average passing game efficiency. I mean, that's incredible. I'll say it again. Number one among all offensive coordinators in career average 
pass game efficiency. That's what you're getting in Kevin Barbe. And also, according to Bartu, Barbe's top 15 in the nation. His offense is passing touchdowns per attempt, top 20 fewest interceptions per attempt, top 25 in quarterback rating and quarterback efficiency. So you got to be excited hearing numbers like that if you're a Mississippi State fan. He also, his offense last season at Appalachian State, 21 plays of 40 or more yards, which was the seventh most in the country. Explosive plays is what the game, that's one of the key determining factors to wins and losses in today's modern era is the explosive play. So I think they're getting a good one. And Kevin Barbe cannot wait to see what uh, Will Rogers looks like working in a new offense for the Remember, Will Rogers was running the air raid since high school. So this is going to be a change for Will Rogers. And there's no guarantee that it's a success. But looking at these numbers, looking at the experience Will Rogers has in the SEC, this could be an excellent, excellent combo. The offensive line coach, we talked about it with uh, Jake, Will Friend. I think he's a hell of a coach. I really do. And Dave Bartu, again, top 20 percent graded offensive line coach in the country over the last 15 years is Will Friend. If you're getting a top 20 percentile offensive line coach, you're getting a solid guy. He's been at Auburn, Tennessee, Georgia, recruited multiple five-star offensive linemen at, at Tennessee. One of them has since transferred to Oklahoma, but the other one, Darnell Wright, is likely going to be a first-round pick in the upcoming NFL draft. Auburn was the SEC's number three rushing attack last season and that was with just absolutely piss poor quarterback play it's it's hard to be successful rushing attack when you when you don't have a much of a threat at all to pass the football yet that's what they were able to do last season with Will Friend was the offensive line coach so I like that higher we talked at length with uh, Chad Bumpus the new receivers coach a Tupelo Mississippi native led Mississippi State in receiving yards the three of his four seasons on the field School record for touchdown receptions, second in receiving yards, second in receptions. I mean, this is a guy that can talk the talk and walk the walk for Mississippi State down there. And David Turner touched on that with Jake as well. He was at Georgia Tech last season, but, uh, I mean, he was the defensive line coach when Mississippi State was number one in the country. He's been at Florida, A&M, Kentucky, Alabama, Vanderbilt, Chris Jones, Fletcher Cox, Preston Smith, Miles Garrett, all coached by David Turner, recruited Jeffrey Simmons to Mississippi State. I mean, David Turner, that's that's a name Mississippi State fans know and respect, and they should. One of the better defensive line coaches in the SEC. And I think that's important because Zach Arnett largely kept his uh, defensive staff intact, but adding a defensive line coach of this caliber, showing some flexibility, allowing someone to come in, get the job done that's been in the SEC longer than Zach Arnett's been a coach. I, I, I love seeing moves like that as well because you don't want a coach that it's just my way or the highway. He's got to – Zach Arnett is so – I don't want to call him inexperienced, but he's so young. Again, youngest coach in the SEC. Lean on some of these veterans like a David Turner, a Greg Knox, a Tony Hughes. I love to see – those moves, and the only uh, staff holdovers here from the staff, Matt Brock, who was the linebackers coach last season, now the defensive coordinator, no doubt 
The linebackers have been the strength of Mississippi State's defense, arguably the last two seasons, I would say. I know they have had some outstanding corners as well, but the linebackers have really led the way. He'll get the promotion from linebackers coach to defensive coordinator. He was the defensive coordinator in the bowl win over Illinois. Zach Arnett's right-hand man, so that makes a ton of sense. Darcel McBath, the corners coach, he's been there the entire time under Zach Arnett. He's remaining on staff. Eric Melee, the special teams coordinator, also has been there since Zach Arnett has been at Mississippi State. And Tony Hughes, again, switching from uh, the defensive side to the offense, being associate head coach and running backs coach. My man Tony, he's been at coaching in the state of Mississippi since 2005 at Ole Miss State, of course, Jackson State, and Southern Miss. So he's been all over the map. And I'm fascinated to see how this plays out for Zach Arnett. In one guy I forgot to mention, Mike Schmidt, the new tight ends coach and running game corner coordinator. He was at Syracuse previously. He was the offensive line coach and the running game coordinator. They had an All-American running back last season. And the first year, the year before, when he was just the offensive line coach, Syracuse rushed for the fifth most yards in school history. I mean, this is Syracuse we're talking here. This ain't uh, Southeast Louisiana. So quality, quality assistant there, Mike Schmidt. He's going to be coaching tight ends and tackles and be the run game coordinator for Mississippi State. You're getting two solid offensive line coaches there in Schmidt and Will Friend. So very curious to see how this all shakes out for Zach Arnett being a first-time head coach, but just based on the moves he's made in the short time he has been the head coach there at Mississippi State. I gotta be pretty fired up if I'm a State fan and cannot wait to see what his team does on the field this fall. But hey, that's gonna do it for this episode of the show, a little bit of a shorter one. Again, we're gonna do a, a similar breakdown for the Auburn coaching staff and some of the recruiting wins they've had in recent weeks under Hugh Free. So be on the lookout for that. And before you know it, Cousin Shane will be back on the show, making us all laugh and <laughs> getting in trouble with the wife and all that. So, hey, that's going to do it for this episode of the show. We'll catch you on the next one. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.